Radically resilient health is not the absence of injury, disease, infection, or stress. Rather, it's the ability to recover from injury, disease, or stress. This is Radically Resilient Health with Dr. Carolyn Dolan, founder of VitaKinetics. I'm your host, Connie Ray. We want to continue to share this vital and important information about how easy it is to change your health through simple lifestyle changes. So please subscribe to our podcast. Follow VitaKinetics and Dr. Carolyn Dolan on Facebook and Instagram. Dr. Carolyn Dolan is a physical therapist who combines traditional physical therapy with nutrition to treat both acute and chronic pain in her physical therapy practice. In this episode, she discusses inflammation. Is it a superpower you didn't even know you had? This is Radically Resilient Health. Carolyn, as we are sitting here in the midst of COVID, if you could choose one superpower, being a mother of three and a physical therapist in the midst of COVID, what would be your ideal superpower? Um, My ideal superpower would have to be related to our acute inflammation or healing process. Um, And in order to make make people understand the reason I would select that, I'm going to talk a little bit about the phases of healing. Um, There's three distinct phases within the healing process that are normally within our physiology. There's an inflammatory phase that occurs um, from zero to six days or so following an injury. Then there's a proliferation phase that then occurs for two to four weeks. And then the remodeling phase, which can take months. And within all of these phases, the specific phase that I uh, focus on and that we'll talk a bit more about uh, why I think it's such a superpower is that inflammatory phase. And there's an important cell that occurs in that initial response to an injury or illness, and it is the cell, the macrophage. And the macrophage production occurs primarily in that inflammatory phase, so that initial stage of uh, the immediate time after an injury. The macrophage is important for removing waste material um, and preparing the environment for actual healing that continues to occur through that proliferation and remodeling phase. So if I had to pick my logo for my superpower, it would be the macrophage. What's really cool about the macrophage too is that while it's mostly produced in those early phases of healing and that acute inflammatory phase, it has an important role throughout all of those phases and that it can have multifunctional roles and it can change its expression depending on the stage of are in. So it has a different role depending on the stage of healing that you are in, but it's really important Um, particularly to allow the development or production of the macrophage in those acute stages. When you talk about inflammation, do you feel that our body needs to be at a certain level in, in regards to inflammation? It's not all bad. It's not all good. Is there a way that we can get to an ideal level of inflammation? Yes. And the, what we were talking about before, as far as our superpower and, and the role of the macrophage, the importance of the acute inflammatory phases is that if we don't have any inflammation, we don't have 
cellular turnover repair or the ability to recover from an injury or illness. And then if we have too much, we set ourselves up for chronic pain cycles or a lack of repair because we're in sort of this chronic inflammatory stage. And I've used a bell curve sometimes as a just sort of a diagram that we don't want to turn off all of our inflammation. So if we're on no inflammation, no cellular turnover, no healing, and too much is put you in like kind of an autoimmune disease type state, chronic pain, too much. There's this ideal amount of inflammation that has to occur in a coordinated way in order to actually get the turnover, preparing the environment for healing, and then leading you to full healing. So the answer is directly yes, that there is an ideal amount of inflammation to occur um, that it, and that in and of itself is our superpower, right? If we can put it back into an optimal zone. What do you think about individuals that are dealing with inflammation? You sprain your ankle and you come home and you ice it and then you immediately grab an ibuprofen. Is that something that we should not be doing or is that something that maybe the ice itself should be left alone before adding an ibuprofen? Such a pertinent question for me even now personally. But based on my research, the first thing I want to say regarding over-the-counter pain medications like NSAIDs and um, other anti-inflammatories is there absolutely is a role for their use in certain circumstances. So what I say beyond this point isn't to devalue the role in use of things like Tylenol or non-steroidal anti-inflammatories, but it is something that we're... I want to bring attention to, and again, if we circle back to what we discussed about that inflammation and the role of the macrophage, using the medication over the counter is not without consequences. And so as far as having that be your first go-to is grabbing the, the Advil or the Motrin when you have a little bit of a soreness from, you know, twisting your ankle, it's always important to understand what we're trying to do. And specifically, if we come back to what we talked about with the macrophage, in those acute stages immediately following an injury, we want to pay attention to the fact that if we take an anti-inflammatory medication, it will have an effect on that production of the macrophage. And that's the thing that when I started investigating that I was like, oh, how interesting is that, that maybe as we're trying to prevent the symptoms of discomfort following an injury, that we may be adversely affecting our actual healing process. And so while using things like NSAIDs and those anti-inflammatories potentially allows you to get back to work more quickly, it's potentially at the detriment of having a better repair or a complete repair. So it'll, it'll dim our symptoms as far as swelling and pain and allow you to get back to activity but potentially at the risk of having an incomplete repair or even a weak repair so that you can potentially be set up for a chronic cycle and needing more anti-inflammatories and pain medicines um, in the future. So as a general rule, I always recommend folks just take a pause when they're going to consume some of those, even the -the over-the-counter non-steroidal anti-inflammatories, 
because of what it can potentially do to the healing. And maybe in the short term, you may notice some benefits. It's that long term, it's the long game here where we're really trying to get back to full repair so that ankle injury doesn't bother us anymore. And the other thing that's interesting is that there is systemic effects. So say you stubbed your toe and you decided to take an Advil and, you know, that helped with your symptoms. Consuming a pharmaceutical has an effect on the entire body, not just the toe that maybe you hurt. And there is some studies to indicate that um, high doses of non-steroidal anti-inflammatories can potentially be problematic for other parts of your body, um, cardiovascular-wise, liver. There is other options. I mean, for one, for me personally, we recently, my husband recently injured his ankle pretty severely. Ultimately, what we did is we stopped for a moment to assess the situation. You know, our, how bad is this falling? What's happening? Do we need to go to the doctor? Is the information uh, from that acute inflammation from the injury important for us to pay attention to? While he works full-time and is very active, you know, we could have started loading him up on the anti-inflammatories. But the reality is this acute phase, that first week following that injury, it's really important for him to start to rest, protect, elevate, potentially ice. And those are the things that we mostly keyed in on, doing some active and passive range of motion, um, doing a little bit of massage, hot, cold contrast baths, which helps facilitate the blood flow, um, over medicating with the anti-inflammatory. Now, circling back to where I would potentially use um, either an anti-inflammatory or another pain medication is when it's trying to gain something else that is really health-promoting or healing-promoting. And in the face of injury, I would consider it if adjusting your pain levels allowed you, say, to sleep at night. Up to this point, in our acute phase of the healing process from his injury, we've used Tylenol occasionally, particularly at night, just to modulate his pain. But because we're still in the acute phases, we're trying to let that cycle play out um, and potentially a role for anti-inflammatories once we've sort of gotten through this this phase, if it allows him, say, to sleep better or allow more mobility or treatment for, for his injury. So in the end, it's just I, I want to bring attention to the fact that our over-the-counter use of those medications do have a role um, in our lives, and I don't want anyone to be afraid of them. But there is a time and a place and worth considering, you know, times to consider maybe pausing. Can we get enough relief with ice, rest, elevate, um, bracing the injury? Or do we really need to go and get more information from a doctor? It seems as though when you take an ibuprofen or a Tylenol after that injury, it's not that you're turning off that natural ability, but you're not letting that natural process happen. The reason your ankle is swelling is to let you know you have an injury, so maybe you shouldn't be playing basketball on it, or maybe you need to elevate it right now. It's your it's your body's natural reaction to protecting itself from an injury, and there's that time where we want to run and, and cut that off when really it's an opportunity for us to take note of, hey, this is happening because we are injured. Absolutely. Um, And I will add another important piece to this puzzle is that we don't want to block 
the natural process that is there to actually help us to get to that full healing. We want to pay attention to it. And while I mentioned that NSAIDs were not our first go-to at all, that we did go to ice, elevate, bracing, and things like that. And we really then started to figure out, okay, we're going to have to really take care of this for the next few days. How are we going to adjust our schedule? Um, what are some things that we can safely do? But I did, this is exactly the reason in part why I did also look into developing vitakinetics. And so that is another important component of our healing process following injury, both daily healing and recovery to kind of help us modulate stress, um, but also very specifically for this situation was, while we didn't take an anti-inflammatory, we do have something that we can take that also continues to support our healing process. Things like vitamin C helps collagen production, which is going to be important in a soft tissue injury. It also reduces the risk of developing a chronic pain. The primary focus of the components within Vitakinetics is to support the body's response to stress and to promote gut health, which is really important to our healing process. This is sort of what I do is when somebody gets sick or injured or whatever, I go straight to the kitchen, which would seem strange, but then I'm cooking a nutritious meal based in bone broth, soups, um, stews, and things that are going to be more easily digestible and nutrient rich. That's also an important process of that healing healing phase. And you can't get that full healing unless you have the appropriate nutrients as well. Yes, we, we, we have lots of options at our fingertips of things that we can do. It's easy to grab a pill bottle, but it's not always the best first choice. But that is also why we develop Vitakinetics as an alternative that's really supportive to our natural healing process and helps modulate your pain, supportive during stressful situations, reduces your risk of developing chronic pain, and really supports that gut-brain health that we'll talk a lot more about in a future podcast. You've been listening to Radically Resilient Health with Dr. Carolyn Dolan. In the next episode of Radically Resilient Health, Dr. Carolyn Dolan discusses the importance of sleep and how it affects your body's natural ability to heal itself. Learn more about Vitakinetics and Dr. Carolyn Dolan at vitakinetics.com. Follow Vitakinetics and Dr. Carolyn Dolan on Facebook and Instagram. Content in this podcast is for informational purposes only. It is not intended as medical, physical therapy, or healthcare advice. Listening to this podcast does not create a healthcare provider-patient relationship. Please contact your medical healthcare provider if you suspect you have a medical problem. This podcast is funded by Vitakinetics.